We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Guys, are you ready for rapid fire? I'm always ready, baby. All right. So, we've got rain in the forecast for this Saturday night. Notre Dame and USC. And Marcus Freeman talked a little bit about that this mm. week. And wet ball drills, obviously, throughout the season. But, yeah, this week, too, included. We, in special teams, we, we try to make sure we're using a wet ball. And, and it's for those specialists, but also for the returners. And so, we've done some things to, to make sure that they are um, able to you know, execute their assignment with a wet ball. And that might be spraying the, the, the ball, making it wet, or or continuously trying to distract returners um, in different ways to catch a wet ball. And so we've uh, addressed it Tuesday, Wednesday, and we'll do it again today. Now, he mentioned spraying the ball because <laughs> the way he was asked the question, you've probably seen the video of USC coach spraying a punt returner <laughs> with the with a hose or whatever, one of those pumps as he's catching ball. You know, that's so that's how the, the question was kind of posed about about spraying it. Wet weather, does does either team benefit out of this this weekend if it is wet and cold out there? I'll tell you who should benefit. It should be Notre Dame because should they be. have a better in the trenches, physical offensive line, a way more physical run game. And I mean that's Audric Estime's game right there, baby. Some some run downhill smash mouth football, you know, working off some of the pass game a little bit when you need it. I think it definitely benefits Notre Dame. It should benefit Notre Dame. But hey, you know, I've <laughs> after the last two weeks, it's like, should anything happen anymore? <laughs> I mean, yeah, you nailed it. Like it should benefit Notre Dame. Notre Dame wants to run the ball, run the ball, and then throw it over your head kind of a situation, right? In an ideal world. And, you know, bad weather benefits a run team. And we know that USC is not a run team. They want to throw it all over the yard. They want to put the ball in the hands of Caleb Williams and make him be the guy. And so it should benefit Notre Dame, but we're living in like bizarro world Notre Dame. So I don't know if it will benefit Notre Dame at this point. It should, but will it? That's a really good question. It should benefit them. Yeah. And how much it rains is going to be a thing. Because like, wasn't there... Was it Ohio State? Was it was there some rain coming down the Ohio State game? Yeah, that I night? feel like there a little was bit, a little bit, a little yeah. bit towards Not the end. Lot. It was. I don't know that it really affected anything, but there was a little bit. Yeah, 
obviously it started raining against North Carolina State. Notre Dame ended up, you know, coming out on top in that one because they ultimately ran the ball better. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. This should be a benefit to Notre Dame because even though it hasn't been that cold here yet, it's it's still you know where we are. It's it's colder weather oh, area. You, you know, and the fact you know how those USC guys. Sunshine, yeah. They're going to come out with their big head, like their head, you're uh, only going to be able to see their eyes, you right. know, and like <laughs> they're going to be out like, there with no shirt on too and warm ups at the same just, time. Just be like, no oh, shirt, but the, the face, thermal. right? Just right. welcome to the Big Ten, fellas. Like, you're going to have to get used to this. <laughs> That's right. Good point. Good point. <laughs> it's not even the worst of it. Ask Boston College oh. about last year. Yeah, exactly. Oh exactly. Gosh. Days where I'm very happy to be in the press box. Yep. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This episode of the Irish Breakdown podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Do you ever feel like your brain is getting in its own way? Like you're laying in bed at night with your mind racing a thousand miles per hour and you just can't sleep? Like when you know what you should do, what's good for you, but you just can't do it. Therapy helps you figure out what's holding you back so you can work for yourself instead of against yourself. And if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. When you get there, just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Irish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Irish. Fill in the blank. It's blank that Notre Dame is one of four teams in the nation that have played seven games at this point. Uh, I, I'm going to keep this one simple. It's an administrational error. It, it, something like this. I just – it shouldn't – I just made up a word. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like in these circumstances, you're allowed to make up words. But – no, but for real, it is it is an administration error. You know, that whoever – put this schedule together. And I know I, I've talked about this a little bit with some like friends earlier in the week. Like it, you don't know what Duke and Louisville are going to be preseason, but sandwiching those teams between, you know, those are still tough road ACC power five. I also and, don't know they're going to end up being night games. Right. That's and then sandwiching true. them between Ohio state and USC on the back of, you know, your eighth game and, and it's barely into October. I just, I think that's just bad administrational scheduling and it's just bad that there's, there's four games left, and they're going to have two bye weeks. Not administrational. Administrative. 
Mr. Matt, Whatever. Mr. Engineer. Oh my gosh. <laughs> English. I still stand on what I said. Okay. <laughs> All right. So the question is fill in the blank. My fill in the blank is exhausting. And I'm going to say that I'm exhausted after seven or eight games in a row with the last four being at night. I can only imagine what the kids feel like who are actually banging bodies into each other on a regular basis. You know what I mean? Like I, my job is not as physically taxing as theirs (laughs) and I'm exhausted after the weekend. And it takes a few days to recover for me. I can only imagine what it's like. I will say this. I mean, you know, like, when you were in high school, you played a night game every week, you know? That, now, granted, that you didn't true. have the same kind of travel, but sometimes you get on the bus, you got to go somewhere. I mean, that that's, a that's, good point. Still, that's still something. That's a good point. I do think it's a little bit overblown. I think that this stretch with the quality of opponents that they've faced and the fact that they have all been night games has maybe taken a little bit more toll. But again, you don't know going into the season – that, that that that's how this whole thing is going yeah. to shape up. You don't know that Duke and Louisville are going to end up being ranked and unbeaten and all that stuff at the time and that you're going to have, you know, all the extra hype with game day sure. and back-to-back weeks and, and those kind of things. This is not the first time Notre Dame has ever opened a season with eight straight games. I've seen it kind of pointed out. Historically, it's it's happened before. And then even last year, even though they didn't open up with eight straight games, they played a stretch of eight straight games after they had a bye week, I think, in week four. And then they went from BYU through the end of the season against USC. That was eight straight games. So it's not like they've never played eight straight games before either. You know, I just think it's getting blown up a little bit, just, you know, cosmetically, just because of the way things have ended up looking the last couple of weeks. I think it's, it's so you're kind of saying if these aren't lost, if they don't lose to Louisville, everyone's like, Oh, it's well, not a big deal. You know, here's, you know, the other three teams that have opened up with seven straight games. One of them has actually played their eighth game already. Louisiana tech. Like you think things are tough for Notre Dame, Louisiana tech opened up with seven straight games. Then they had to play this past Tuesday Good and they Lord. lost this past Tuesday. They Tuesday. played on Tuesday. And I don't know if they played like on a Friday or Thursday or something the week before, you know, to kind of Tuesday. Like, yeah, they played this past Tuesday, and they're going to play next Tuesday as well. Or it's Why either are we next Tuesday or they're on Tuesdays. So they, Louisiana Tech has already played eight games, and they played on a Tuesday. Well, I don't know if you knew this, Vince, but starting last week, there's a stretch. It's gonna. It's like 54 consecutive days going up until the end of the regular season with college football, like through Thanksgiving weekend. And so, like, really, there are Tuesday games now. There are, yeah, there are even Monday games. Actually, let me, let me is it check just that. Football not just in general, not just college yeah, football, NFL, but NFL and college. Included. Okay, yeah, yeah. But that means there's Tuesday and Wednesday games. Yes, that's the point and you're making. Thursday. Yes, because yep. like, th- th- like there's been Thursday games for a long time. I, I think right. the Big Ten has dipped their toe into that. Louisiana Tech played this past Tuesday, that October tenth. Ridiculous Tuesday yes. games. Yes. Wow, <laughs> that is nuts. I'm yep. They, they have lost to, look to into Middle it. Tennessee. Louisiana Tech is three and five, Ooh. and uh, they're going to play again on Tuesday the twenty fourth. So they'll actually get their bye, but then they'll get another Tuesday game. Tuesday. Yeah, but like, yep. 
I don't know. I'm not a big it, fan of Tuesdays. My point is, it could be <laughs> now. Notre Dame is never going to play Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, right. Friday games. Let's, of course, you know, but, but still, but still, it could be worse uh, yeah. than, than than having to open up with eight straight games if you're Notre Dame. You could well, be Louisiana yeah. Tech and playing eight games with one of them being on a Tuesday. Do you know who the other teams are that have played seven, or am I putting you on the spot? No, I've actually got the list. UMass and it's Vanderbilt are the other two. And they are obviously Vanderbilt doesn't have a great record, right? UMass then, doesn't either. Okay, so I wonder if they're complaining about the fact that they played with no buy. I'm just curious. Like, I'm I'm serious. Like, I wonder if I wonder if the stink is as loud as it is as as it is for us. You know what I mean? Good question. Good question. Because you know, like on the on their own little you know right boards like within their community of, of yeah yeah of podcasting how can Clark Lee whoops. How can Clark Lee let this yeah. happen? Right, <laughs> you know, exactly. I'm in yeah. Bandy land. Right. No, absolutely. Yeah, I don't it's not I don't know though though if it if it's to me it's there's more to it. It's the cocktail of how everything else kind of shook out. Sure. In terms of who those teams were and that's what fan again that's I think this four game window at the back end of this right. has it's really been, yes that's ampl- more so amplified of all of this yes, yes. just Agreed. because they've all ended up being night games and duke and louisville which could have been you know we're all undefeated been, teams too at game time yeah exactly undefeated and ranked. right yes two years right. ago both of those teams would have been pushovers this right. year yeah. they're both good yeah and just these schedules are made crumbles. years in advance and so yeah now the only thing that changed is they added the Tennessee State game, obviously within the past year, and so that botched up the buy schedule and all of those different things. And so, right, and you know, you know, and and that's part of this as well. It's not right. like Notre Dame was overly taxed in those early games. They, I mean, that's a very good point. It's this. It's as, as Jesse liked to say, it's the cocktail at the end here, <laughs> the cocktail of events. It's a hundred percent accurate. I mean, administratively, that's, that's the, <laughs> correct. the administrative cocktail yes but they got a lot of guys in against tennessee state they got a lot of guys in even against navy and central Central michigan Michigan. so they they were able to get some rest out of that so they were you know like i said i think i think just the cocktail is the biggest thing yes cocktail effect who knew Fill in the blank. An eight and four record for Notre Dame this season would be blank. An eight and four record. Go, Vince. Go. Unacceptable. Absolutely unacceptable. You can't lose two more games. And if it if that does happen, then Marcus Freeman is a hundred percent on the hot seat going into year three. Not saying that he's going to get fired. Not saying they're looking actively looking for a replacement. But there's a hell of a lot of pressure on year three if he comes out of the season eight and four. A hell of a lot of pressure. So that's the definition of a hot seat. Uh, Notre Dame would be seen, uh, an eight and four season would be seen as a regression, uh, in my opinion, uh, considering an eight and four record last year. It's Marcus Freeman's second year. Um, he got better at the the toughest position in college football, the, the position that has the most influence on the game, and that's quarterback. Um, he's got a second year defensive coordinator. Um, he's got, you know, uh, offensive line talent galore it's just everything is uh, is better this year and so to have the same record as last year which is a complete regression in my opinion yeah like it. and it would be completely un- un- unacceptable 
to have Sam Hartman as your quarterback compared to what you had last year at quarterback and end up with the same kind of record. Now, the only defense would presumably be, you know, this would be assuming eight and four means losses to USC and Clemson and not like to Pittsburgh and Stanford, for example, because like if that happens, like if they were to beat USC and Clemson, but lose to Pittsburgh, Wake Forest or Stanford, Oh, I mean, you talk about, you know, again, yeah. like what you came from and, and what your goals were with a new quarterback and everything coming into this season. And it piggyback on what you were saying, Vince, the fact that it would put him on the hot seat next year. Let's not forget he's going to have a new athletic director next year, not, not the point. athletic director who hired him. The and old, that is you're not always, my guy. Yeah. Yeah. That is exactly right. That is always a thing. I think you become under the microscope even more when a new boss takes over the job and you're, you know, you're, you're not performing up to standards, especially when it's Notre Dame and you are negotiating arguably the most important TV contract in the history of the program in this window. Good call. That's a, that's a point I didn't even think about, to be honest with you, the new athletic director. That's a, that's a really good point. I, you know, eight and four going in and, and, Let's just say that they lose to USC and Clemson, right? So that means you're 0-3 against the big three that were mm-hmm. on the, the schedule this year. That's unacceptable. And like, you're 0-2 against USC in yeah. your career. Oh, well. absolutely. It's, that is incredibly un, unacceptable if you're at Notre Dame, right? And so, you know, there, there's going to be a lot of, of yelling, not whispers, yelling about the state of the program at that point. And it's going to make for a very, very long offseason, you know, and – then you're starting a brand new quarterback on the road to Texas A&M. Yep. So, you know, it doesn't get easier. That's the thing. It does not get easier. So, man, Buckle up, baby. Would be tough. That would be Oof. really, really tough. That's why I'm telling you, this game this is this a potential huge. sway and Marcus Freeman and the program's on. direction going forward. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, with two losses this season, does Notre Dame have any chance to make the college football playoff? I'm not wasting a lot of no. <laughs> You're not wrong. I, I say no as well. And I don't uh, – I just don't see a path. I don't see a path. There was plenty of naysayers at one loss uh, for Notre Dame yeah, saying that there's no way they're going to get in because of the conference champions and all of those other things. If this was next year, yes, then you still have a chance with the 12 team, right? You still, you still have a chance. Not – I don't even think they're under consideration. I really think that that the the overarching you know selection committee, Notre Dame, not in a conference, two losses. It's I just think it's an automatic no. Literally, I like I don't even think it's it's given consideration. There'd have to be. There's never been a two loss team make the playoff. Let alone a team like Notre Dame, who everyone complains about the non conference thing. They're twenty first. I mean, they're twenty first in the AP poll this week, right? That would be one heck of a move up into the top four. Like I think if they win out, they can end up around, you know, in the top ten or twelve. But sure. there's no and way that's yeah. New Year's any six. higher than that. Yeah. That's New Year's and six. That's exactly right there. I think right. that's they're they're destined if they're ten and two, they're destined for, you know, one of those New Year's six bowls. Yeah. Which is fine. Like it okay. Because Vince, so what about what about if they go ten and two, Louisville and Ohio State run the table, undefeated conference champions? How do you feel about that in that scenario? 
I feel like you can not explain away, but you can at least have some good feelings about. You can feel better about it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And if they go win that elusive New Year's Six Bowl <laughs> that they haven't won since 1993, yet you have another thing that can be a positive, right? So I think it, that could be a big monkey off Freeman's back if he can get that. Be, I know it's way enough. down the road, but it's that that'll help his cause a, sure. a big amount. That means, yeah, we're rooting for Ohio State over Michigan and all of those different <laughs> things, you know? Yeah. It would also sting because going back to two years ago when their only loss was to Cincinnati, who ended up making the playoffs. So, like, if that happened, at Cincinnati and Ohio State and Louisville both get in, it's like you were right there. You, you were in position. Yep. Had your you destiny your in business. your own hands, and you ended up with a handful of poop. Yep. Fill in the blank. It's blank that Fox's big noon kickoff is coming to Notre Dame for the first time this weekend. It's a yawn for me. <laughs> That's just personally, though. Like, I, I'm, I'm not excited to see Urban. No, your boy Urban coming back to town. The only thing that's got me excited is to see Brady Quinn fired up on campus for the USC rivalry. I think there's something to that. Um, and, and again, this just goes back to preference. I know people, you know, enjoy the Fox show over some of the other ones. Um, I'm, I'm just more of a game day, game day guy by, by nature. It's just what I've done for a long time. I get more excited for the game day stuff. Um, so it's just, and especially at this point, we've already done two game days. I feel like, you know, Fox is kind of quote unquote, the knockoff on game day. So it's like, it's already the third one this season and it's at noon. I don't know. It's just, I'm, I'm not, I'm not quite feeling it at this point. It'll be fun. Like there'll be cool aspects to it, but I'm just not feeling it as much as I have in the past with like game day and, and just even earlier in this season. It's anticlimactic, I would say. Um, I was surprised that they went and yet not surprised because of the Brady Quinn, Matt Leinart, you know, connection. Ah, that, true. That, See, I didn't on. even think about that. I was only thinking about Quinn, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, point. so I get it. You know Especially what I mean? Especially if Reggie Bush was still around. Right. No, that's true too. But so I see it. I'm sure that they had this one circled because of who's on their show and, you know, all of those different things. And it, it makes sense. I get it. Um, but game day was there two weeks ago. I didn't go out of my way to go check it out or anything. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I watched some of it on TV. That'll probably be the case this time around. I didn't know they were giving away thousands of dollars for kicking field goals. I would have pushed my kid right up in front. Like, Hey, he's never done it before. Let's get some money. Uh, but uh, Dang, I, I, that's a good point. But it's no on that. You were slacking that day. What's going I did not on? No, I did not know, man. I would have made that it, man. Uh, but Is anyway, nepotism. I mean, you, I don't care what it is as long as the check <laughs> clears. But uh, I, yeah, it's just it's anticlimactic because of what happened against Louisville. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like, why are we celebrating this right now? It's just but, another thing to get through to to the game. Like I, I'm more so concerned about the 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 weight of the game itself. It's just it's another hoop to jump through to get to the game. Yeah. You know? I mean, there's definitely not nearly as much excitement because right. Game day is still the standard, and it's been here. And there was so much – the hoopla was so different for Ohio State. I mean, Marcus Freeman opened up the week talking about, hey, game day and Pat McAfee is going to be here. Right. He hasn't said anything. <laughs> you know, he didn't say anything about big game kickoff. He didn't even say, hey, it's going to be cool to see Brady Quinn come back or anything like that, which I think that that is the cool aspect when you get him in. And this will be the first time they've been here. So th there's still, you know – Something cool to it, but I agree. It's they announced it before the Notre Dame Louisville 
game for one thing, which I, I guess maybe they kind of have to, but at the same time, the whole thing lost some luster when Notre Dame lost yeah. to the Cardinals last week. Yep. So it's totally just, did. just kind of, eh, okay, it's here. All right, let's do some props. Did you guys uh, did you guys build a three leg parlay? I don't think Vince probably has had oh, the chance I think, to. He's I had think some you know other the stuff answer. going on. I think you know the answer to that. Here's mine. So I've got the game going over 60 and a half points. I've got Sam Hartman over two and a half touchdown passes. And I've got Hartman over. I went a little uh alternating yardage. I went over. 225 yards, 225 plus yards for Hartman. I don't feel confident enough in any of these other individual props Man. that we're going to talk about. So I went all in on Hartman in the game point. Yeah, total. you did. Listen, I've been in California the last seven days. You know what you can't do in California? You can't legally bet. Can't, can't bet on Ooh. sports. And yeah. so I, you know what I did the first thing I did, or I did when I landed this morning? I got off that red-eyed jet. I logged into FanDuel, baby. <laughs> they, they know I've been gone for a while. They gave me a deposit match. I got a $50 free, $50 free bet, and immediately I placed that within like 30 minutes, and it was Audric <laughs> Estimate anytime touchdown. It was Sam Hartman, 225 yards, and it was Sam Hartman, two-plus passing touchdowns. I think that's a lock, and I think if you want Notre Dame to win and you believe Notre Dame is going to win, those three things have to happen. Okay. I like those. I like all of those. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. You know what? I'm I'm going to go off the rails here just a little bit. I'm going to go with a Jeremiah Love anytime touchdown. I'm going to go with an Audric Estime anytime touchdown. Ooh, okay. I will, I will take Sam Hartman over two and a half, and I will also take Caleb Williams over two and a half. So oh, man. So we're going four-legger, four baby. Man, give him that extra juice, up. Vince. Four-leggers. I like the pluses. I like get those pluses up there so my $5 bet makes me more money. Well, and it's interesting because Hartman's over-under is two-and-a-half touchdown passes, just like Caleb Williams. But it's yeah. plus money, baby. But, yeah, like the last couple of weeks, his over-under has only one been one-and-a-half. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's up. I guess, you know, again, like Notre Dame is favored, minus two-and-a-half in See, this I'm game. I'm afraid of that one, though. I'm afraid, of the, I'm afraid of that one. I didn't touch that Won't one with a 10-foot pole. Won't touch and it. The, the, the weather concerns me just a little bit with the over-under number. Uh, for total points I still think a bunch of points are going to be scored I just you know the, the weather forecast just makes me want to stay away from it but yeah. I get where you're coming from and I went I went over on the Notre Dame Ohio State game and it was well under as well <laughs> yes so. it was here's what's interesting about Caleb Williams his 
passing yard total opened at 291 and a half the over under big number. overnight this week it bumped up eight yards it went from 291 and a half to 299 and a half so apparently a lot of money going in on the over at 291 yeah. and a half on Williams man I don't I don't know I that's gonna be tough I mean I I, I really really like Notre Dame's pass defense you know and obviously they've done a great job all season. But man, just Caleb Williams is that good. You yeah. know what I mean? He he is that good and he's going to get his, as the kids say. And so <laughs> I I yeah, you might want to take the over. It's just I think he'll be productive, which is why I took the touchdown passes as opposed to the yards. Uh lock that in for the under. He's not he, getting 300 passing yards. He has gone under that total. Three times this season, 219 in a triple overtime game against Arizona last week. He went for 278 against San Jose State and 281 against Stanford. Now, the other side of that, 403 no yards against Colorado, 322 against Arizona State, 319 against Nevada. See, the ones I look at is like the, the against Arizona State, the only, oh, I say only, but 322. Like that's uh, that's against Arizona State, and I, I would just flat out say, without even really looking at it, Notre Dame's secondary is way better than Arizona State's. Um, and then what I also would look at is <laughs> he went for four hundred against Colorado, and Colorado's defense is subjectively very bad. So like I I don't I wouldn't mind rolling the dice on this under because I don't. That's just a lot of yards, and he's only done it a couple times, and the two times that he has done it. San Jose State and Stanford, and it's like those were blowout wins, right? So he probably well, came out of the game early. Yeah, and the fact that he went under against Arizona last week is shocking as well. I I think I really don't want to touch this, but if I did, I do like I, I do think I like the under a little bit. I get it. And the weather again could, defense. could potentially affect that. And if yeah, God God forbid Notre Dame comes out the three front again. He'll definitely have the under. <laughs> Just saying. Scared straight. Vince DiDario. Yeah. <laughs> Audric Estime, over under 90 and a half rushing yards and eight and a half receiving yards. Um, I don't Surprised care. Surprised that Audric had a receiving yard point total or a, or a over under rather. Eight and a half point. receiving yards. <laughs> One screenplay and that's going to go over. Yeah, I mean, I wish that was Jeremiah Love because I would definitely hit or, yeah. or, or take that one. Jump I just don't it. know with Audric. I don't. I don't feel comfortable enough yeah. about it. But I do like his rushing. Um, he, and I, I I see this as a game to get back on track and and against a, a team that you can run against and get back on track. Here here's the number for you, Jesse. Number one hundred and twelve missed tackle rate for <laughs> USC. There you go. Who makes teams miss tackles more than Audric Estime? Yeah. Give us the over. I mean, I'm just saying. Just ring, saying. That, ring that bell, Vince. That was a great point. Ding. Thank you. <laughs> Mitchell Evans. By the way, I like the over on the rushing total for Audric Estime as well. So I agree with you guys. Mitchell Evans, 62 and a half receiving yards. Jaden Thomas, 33 and a half receiving yards. You like both of them over? I do. I, do. I, I think I really like what Jess was saying earlier. Now, granted, are they going to do it? I don't know. But, like, 
sending both your speedsters over the top and you've got Evans and, and uh, Thomas underneath. And they, you know, that's what I was thinking, Vince. If you could put like yeah. Thomas on the outside and great house on the outside and allow them to go underneath because you know, great house is hamstring. And then you rotate out Evans into one of those spots, maybe a little bit at some point too. It's like those guys should clean up down low. Exactly. Essentially. And those numbers go up real fast. Thomas has 40 total yards and three receptions in his last two games, Louisville and Ohio State. Now, he has been slowed down by that hamstring. He had 33 yards last week yep. against uh, Louisville. And he didn't play the week before. so Give me right. the Thomas under and the Evans over is where I'm leaning. Thomas under? You don't even think he's going to get 30 yards? Ah, it's just so hit and miss with it. And I don't think he's got the big play in him. It's going to be a more of like, you know, five, six yards. That's going to take him like four or five receptions. And you just, the guys yeah. don't get a bunch of four or five reception games in this. And offense. you notice they took Chris Tyree off the board this week. Yeah, because it's right. one play on those. They have no – I was I got so mad. I was like, really? No Tyree? Those are the fun ones. <laughs> I know. I know. One catch is all it takes. <laughs> you know, th- those props may be hit or miss, Jesse, but the problem is USC is mostly miss. So You're that's right. why I like it. You're banking on that USC, baby. I really am. And that's probably <laughs> what's going to bite me in the butt at the end of the day. So and I mean, this is all the stuff that I thought last year as well. I know. And yeah, USC you're right. played the better defense, you know, and that's you're what right. scares me about this game. Uh, look, there, there's nothing about this game and about this team right this second that I would bet the mortgage on. Like nothing, you know, what, run nothing. What makes me feel better about this game, and someone pointed it out this week that I forgot, you know, Cam Hart missed last year's game. <clears throat> yes, he did. Remember that? He had the shoulder yeah. injury. But it, So, I mean, you've got the full complement in the secondary. You've got Thomas Harper back at yep. nickel, and you obviously have Benjamin Morrison, and you've got Cam Hart. So you're, oh, yeah. you're in much better shape in the secondary. In this Full game, strength. you were for last year's game. Yeah, absolutely. And that's going to be big. That's going to be big because they're going to have to play well. All right. It's prediction time, guys. Who wants to go first? <laughs> I want uh, you to set the tone. You go first. Me? Yeah. Or him? Okay. Yeah. Me? Or me or Vince? I want go ahead, Jeff. You. Call it out. Who is you? The host of the show. Okay. I was going to say, there's two of us here. You keep saying you. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I always get confused. I'm like, should I call you Sean? Should I call you Dad? <laughs> Both feel weird. You know what I mean? You, host of the show. <laughs> yeah. That's great. That was fantastic. You got to point at him. Like, that guy. Okay. That guy. So, I do feel like this is a game that Notre Dame can win. But based on everything we've talked about in this show... I'm just not confident enough to pick them to win. So people might be, you know, like throwing stuff at their, you know, screen right now if they're watching the YouTube or they might, you know, like throw their phone down if they're listening, you know, to the podcast, whatever it happens to be. I just, I'm just not confident enough to say that Notre Dame will because of what we've seen the last two weeks. I just, I have no idea what the offensive game plan is going to look like. Too many question marks. Yeah. And as we've said, they've got to score points to be able to win this game. And I think that they'll score some points. I just don't know if they can score enough points. So I've got USC, USC winning 35 to 30. 
That's tough to come off. And that's of also USC scoring the least amount of points that they have scored this year. That 35. Okay. They, 41 is the fewest that they have scored so far this season. So Well, that's interesting that your research bodes that out <laughs> or whatever. Um, so I've thought about this for a while now. Uh, I haven't put anything on paper yet. So this is my first prediction at this point because after we're done with the show – Got to actually get my written prediction lock in. Lock them in, baby. Got to lock it in. So I got to make sure that whatever I say now, I'm going to lock in <laughs> in the prediction. Double down, baby. I, I know, right? But for me, I, I agree with a lot of stuff that that Sean just said, and I I don't know what to believe offensively, defensively, and the defense is more like I feel confident in what the defense is going to bring to the table. I just don't know what Caleb Williams is going to bring to the table. And I know that he's really freaking good, right? And he can make good defenses look bad. And so does the defense have the smarts and the players to shut him down? Yeah, they do. But will they? I don't know. Offensively, there's nothing I can hang my hat on right now. And that's my biggest issue is I can't hang my hat on the run game. I can't hang my hat on the pass game. It's because of the offensive line and play calling right now for me. And so I, you know, people can throw things at me too, I suppose. <laughs> but I've got USC 42, Notre Dame 38. Ooh. Vince, this might be the first time in the history of Vince that I've seen you pick Notre Dame to lose. I don't know if it's which, what's been going uh, on with Louisville, if it's been going, what's been going on in the personal life. Man, the last but, time I picked hey. Notre Dame to lose was Ohio State. First game of the season last year, I think. I am a man of the people. And (laughs) I'm going to turn this situation around. I hope you're right, dude. I'm glad you two losers went first. Whoa! The winner winner of 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 the trio can bring you the good news. And I'm not just throwing this out there. Uh, to 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 be a boomer fan, I, I, I legit believe what I'm about to say right now. Okay? okay, okay. So I think the first step of this is you just got to remove Louisville and that taste from your mouth, Can't right? It. These, it's I, I've removed it and I've put Notre Dame and USC on paper, and I look at it from last year. Drew Pine, or sorry, Drew Pine led this team. Sam Hartman is better. The defense is better in a second year under Al Golden. This game is now at home instead of at USC. Caleb Williams' offensive line, subjectively not as good as it was last year. His wide receivers, subjectively not as good as last year. Defense, one of the worst defenses in every category uh, on paper. I just think that Notre Dame has taken the steps in the right directions and some of USC's deficiencies, and this game is at home. 37 to 34, Notre Dame wins this game. Hey, man, a lot of what you said is accurate. But do you know what Drew Pine's stat line was for the USC game last year? It wasn't horrible. It's 23 of 26 for 318 yards, three touchdowns, and one interception. He may be the only guy that played well in that game. One interception and one fumble. Don't forget the fumble because it was a key fumble. Good point. Very, very good point. Thank you, Sean. Yes. But – I mean, we can throw Drew Pine under the bus for a lot of things. I don't know if it's for that game necessarily. I'm just saying. Fair. All right. 
We shall see. Hopefully two of the three of us are wrong and we're talking yeah. about it next week. Believe me, I would be more than happy to be wrong. More than happy. You will see me. I just can't believe I've seen this day. I think this is yeah. like the one in the, the, the two times in like forever. I don't know. I think I'm just my, depressed. My, <laughs> my gut wanted me to figure out a way yeah. to pick Notre Dame. Yep. this week but again i'm just i'm too confused based on what we saw yeah last exactly week. i look i'm as rose colored as the next guy where i want notre dame to win you know I'm, I'm a fan first um obviously we try to throw the analyst hat on and try to you know see things the way they're supposed to be seen but i just can't find that thing to hang my hat on offensively yeah i just can't find it where i'm just like that's gonna happen right you know that is gonna happen i just I don't know. I can't get Louisville out of my mouth there, Jesse. <laughs> right here. <laughs> bourbon. Fine. Drink another bourbon. Fine. <laughs> Down in Louisville. Going to kill it off. All right, guys. Good show as always. Always have fun with you. I hope uh, everyone enjoys the game. Hopefully it's one that we can all enjoy. Here's hoping. And then we'll get to hibernate for a week next oh, week. With, glorious. With bye week. And I tell glorious. you what. Like, I've drank more coffee this week. I am running on fumes <laughs> yes. right now. Like there's <laughs> no doubt about it. I've got nothing left. Oh, to be 22 again and be able to oh. do it like these guys are able to do it every week. You're not kidding. Or even just to be his age. Yeah, no doubt. All right. Good stuff. We will talk. There won't be a countdown, of course, next week because there's not a game, but we've got IB Nation. We've got the big show, Driscoll and Ryan and everybody else next week. So, of course, we'll still be here talking Notre Dame football during the week, and we will talk to you then. Enjoy the game. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.